social media, all of this stuff has an impact on our mental health. And um, we work in the nitty gritty of it. So we're really putting our minds at high risk because we're constantly making ourselves vulnerable in a way. The great thing when you're a content creator is you get to choose what you're comfortable with. So if you, there are parts of your life that you don't want to open up. You don't, you don't have to open those up. That's, that's up to you, but you kind of have to accept that. Like once you become a person that, you know, a million people are watching or whatever, there's going to be people that are just going to dig up stuff on, in your life and want to do that. And you kind of just have to, I think, trust that like, you know who you are and you're good, but I think it can be so scary for people that don't really know that that's going to be a part of it or have, or aren't as secure in who they are. Yeah. Uh, because then it's like looking into a mirror where people are telling you who you are and because you're not sure, that's going to inform your opinion of yourself. Today's guest is the host of one of the most popular comic book YouTube channels in Canada, Top 10 Nerd. She's also an actress, a cosplay model, a board game aficionado, a streamer, part-time mermaid, full-time gremlin, and bringer of the best vibes. Today we're talking with Amanda McKnight. And speaking of vibes, I think you guys are gonna love this episode. This was such a fun talk. Um, we start talking about what she does, and then we go down a really deep and spacey rabbit hole. Um, I had so much joy being in this conversation, and I hope it translates to you and your ear holes today. Also let you know, you can follow Amanda McKnight and keep up with all the amazing things she does uh, on Twitter, at VampX13, and also on Instagram under the same tag. That's Vamp, V-A-M-P-X-13. But that's all I gotta say for an intro. Let's get right into this. What, what, how, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. I, uh, I'm actually at my friend's place in Waterloo. I can show you actually the, the spot that I'm at. There's like a really nice um, pool out here. I don't know if you can see Ah, that. beautiful. <laughs> So yeah, we've just been, um, my friend Daryl, who I know through, he's a board game designer. And um, so I'm at his and his wife's place. Uh, and yeah, it's been a crazy weekend, man. We did we did some shrooms. Yeah, the other day. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I also just found out like I, uh, I'm on hold for like a commercial. So I'm just waiting. I have wardrobe today. So it's really weird because I'm also like on hold, but I also have wardrobe. So oh, I'm like, shit. that feels very not on hold and very confirmed, but I guess I'll still wait and see what's going on. Yeah. And you're so, kind of yeah. like half on vacation, half working right now. It's yeah, like it doesn't yeah, stop. Basically. It, <laughs> not really. I, well, I appreciate you taking the time right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. worries. I was like, yo, we could totally do this. And I'm just basically on the Wi-Fi here. And I already had my laptop with me because yesterday I had to do a stream on my OnlyFans. And so I said, I wanted to come hang out, but I was like, I have some work to do this weekend. Mm -hmm. And everyone was just like, like, it's only um, Daryl, his wife, Tanya and my friend Tyla, but they were like, yo, just like bring your, your stuff. And like, you can work. And I was like, okay, cool. So I just yeah. like came up here and did a stream from the guest room and yeah, it's been fun. So. Yeah. That's perfect. Like do a little work, jump in the pool, come back to your mm -hmm. thing. No, that's fucking awesome. The hustle doesn't stop. And um, the hustle never stops. Yeah. Yeah. Even like when I think of you, you're like a person who 
has turned all their passions into a profession, which I think is so cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to go back in time with you too. Like uh, when you, when you were little, were you like always like reading comics and like being into games and stuff like that? So I was definitely into games. Like um, growing up, we had an original Nintendo, like a SNES. And then had, I had a Sega Genesis. And I remember when Xbox first became like a thing. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I need an Xbox. So I've always been like an Xbox girl since day one. And I was always like the little like basement gremlin. So I was always like downstairs playing games on the computer or like playing the Xbox. My parents would be like, why doesn't our daughter like, she needs to go outside. And I would make movies <laughs> I, I too. Relate. That was another thing as a kid. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then I didn't really read comics, but I read a lot of books when I was a kid. Okay, cool, cool. So... I've always been a big reader. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I, I totally relate to being the basement gremlin too. It's just like, <laughs> I remember one day my mom came down and I'm like playing one of like the first MMOs ever. And it was just like, I was just up all night. I didn't even realize I was up all night. The sun's coming out. My mom's- What MMO work. were you playing? It was called City of Heroes. And it, it was kind of like oh, okay. World cool. of Warcraft with superheroes. But- uh, Mm -hmm. the, the, this is like the week I quit. Oh, the, I feel like I've heard you talk about that before on the show. That actually sounds like such a cool game. I was yeah. like, I need to play this. This sounds it, like such a cool MMO. It, it was so good. It became a problem. And um, that, that day I realized <laughs> I had a problem because the sun came up and my mom's going to work and she's like, were you just playing this all night? And then I look at the time and I lied. I was like, oh no, I just got up early. And like, <laughs> and, then, and then I just, had yeah, like this, I like just woke up. <laughs> yeah, I had a revelation, like what's wrong with me? <laughs> like I'm just living in this fucking game and I, I canceled my subscription and everything. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. To hear it's hard mind. with MMOs. They consume your life. So um, my ex played like a ton of world of Warcraft. So I would hang out all the time with him and he'd be playing World of Warcraft. And like, that was so much of like what he did. And I actually loved it. I loved watching it. I thought, I think World of Warcraft is so cool. And I played World of Warcraft for a bit, but I like was getting too sucked in. So I stopped playing yeah. because that is MMOs and that's how it goes. Yeah, it's dangerous. It like, like takes over your own life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you get like this weird dopamine from it too. And it's like yeah and like you mentioned it takes over your own life i was listening to like another podcast it was actually like a friend of joe rogan's uh brian redman red band or whatever and he was talking about playing city of mm -hmm. heroes too and he was like i would go outside in the day and i'd imagine myself jumping on all the buildings in like real life like your brain just starts <laughs> switching to like the game mode like it's so fucked up like yeah yeah it's yeah. so messed up, but it's also kind of like, I mean, I don't know. It is really creative, creatively freeing. The thing for me is like, I'd be up late. Um, I used to do a lot of, uh, what's it called? Uh, did you ever go on like RPG boards? Uh, no, and, I didn't, I didn't get that deep uh, like, with do, it. Like role-playing online. No, no. Was, was okay. That yeah. That, that was a lot of what I would do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would go on to the like RPG, like forum boards. And I would like role play in little like stories, like little like fan fiction role plays where we'd like all be vampires and be living in this world. Um, or um, like there was like a Harry Potter forum board I remember I was a part of. And it was like each and each board you would have a character and then you would go in and like when it was your turn to like add to the story. So it was kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like improv really. 
but yeah. uh now I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe that was my life when I was <laughs> that's cool I, and like I'm sure like in some ways it's it's a beautiful escape too you know like there's stresses in the world with work and just like it's it's yeah. nice to just like I guess have that group of people you can go to and I know like a, a bunch of people who play Dungeons and Dragons and they just have oh like, yeah this like weekly meetup and it's just like okay for the next few hours I'm just this fucking wizard rabbit character <laughs> and uh, and you just like they they go they've they've been on like an adventure for like a year and stuff it's uh, it's interesting TTRPGs are such a great like escape yeah. from reality and um. I used to play, I mean, I still do play, but I started playing like D&D when I was like 17 and have been playing like RPGs ever since. And it's so, what's really cool though, is I love that like you can have this escape, but then you can also just like delve deeper into yourself at the same time. Because mm -hmm. when you're playing these other characters, you're kind of like exploring different elements of you. So it's really fascinating. And I don't know if you've, um, if you know about like, all the other like indie RPGs, but there's this one that I played a little while ago that I'm like obsessed with. It's called Bluebeard's Bride. Oh, Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't heard of it. I'm, I'm not really like into the scene, but I'm interested in hearing about it. Oh yeah, I think it's by like Magpie Games and it is a TTRPG that's about like this lore of Bluebeard's Bride, like that story, which if you don't know the story is all about um, a wife who marries a guy that she like doesn't know, like back, like the idea is like it's back in the day, you know? Yeah. And he's had many wives before and they've all like kind of mysteriously like disappeared. Mm. And so she goes to this house and after she's married, his house, and he's he has to leave on like a trip and he gives her like a bunch of keys. And he's like, you can go to like anywhere you want in the house except for like this one room. You can't go in this one room. And so the whole story is, you know, she goes in all the other rooms, she has fun. And then eventually- it just eats away at her like what's in the room so she goes in and she finds all the dead bodies of his wives oh shit and then he yeah and then he usually gets back just in time as this happens catches her in the room and kills her um so that's the sort of like dark i don't even know if you call it a fairy tale kind of a fairy tale of what happens in the story and in the rpg you play as the bride but you as a group play as her so you're all different parts of her psyche that take control of her Oh shit. And you all represent like different, yeah, different personas. There's like the mother, there's like um uh, what she called it's like the seductress, like um there is the witch and there is the like sort of like the child, like the innocent, the virgin, that's what she's called, the virgin. And you play as all these different parts exploring the room and in each rooms, in each of the rooms there's a new horror and you have to like experience that and then it can affect your sanity. And then in the end, you decide as you gather evidence on whether or not your husband is a good person or a bad person, like, do you want to go in that final room? Wow. And either way, <laughs> it usually ends like terribly for you. Yeah. yeah. But it's like <laughs> so intense. And then like you finish and you're like, I just feel like I explored so many things on like feminist issues, like gender, um, so many crazy things come up in it and it's so scary too like i love horror rpgs where you get to just be like everything is awful yeah that's cool and I there's really... another one called call of cthulhu that's like that oh right on right on yeah it's all like uh lovecraftian mm -hmm. shit and stuff that's pretty cool i i never thought it's like of, you yeah. know at the end oh i was just gonna say it's like you yeah. know at the end the horrible thing that's about to happen so it's like this is the story this is the ending of the story basically like you know you're doomed and then what you're telling is the story of how you became doomed mm, yeah 
but I, you know I, it's going to end terribly. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was it was interesting. Um, just something I never thought of, like of how you can play these games and just learn about yourself. Like, because you're you're basically like mm. getting put in positions where you wouldn't be in real life and you're like oh how would i deal with like this horrible thing and like it's almost like that simulation and putting your brain into that mode in a way in in a in a safe environment which is really cool yeah yeah it is it's it's a really cool way to i think explore some of the things that we naturally don't want to some of the places we naturally don't want to go in our minds but it's like, because it's safe, you're like, oh, I can go to these places. And then through that, you find out more about like yourself, your perception of the world. Um, you know, you find out more about your friends when you're playing these games as well. And like the <laughs> things that you all kind of can connect through. And yeah, I think RPGs are just, it's so much fun. Man, I'm missing it now. I haven't played an RPG in a while. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that, that sounds awesome. I, I always get like, like I mentioned too, like I, I get scared to jump into those type of games too, because I have like, just a personality where I'm just all in when I find something that I like. And, uh, and yeah, it might, be another, it might, it might be like a, another city of heroes situation. But uh, yeah, right now, I, <laughs> right now, I just, I just like, obsessing about, yeah, right now, I like obsessing about the podcast, because it gives me excuses to just have one on one conversations with amazing people people like yourself Amanda like this is cool like oh thank you thank you yeah, yeah yeah no I think that that is I mean I think that's the fun of like finding something that you love though and really like being like I'm gonna just do this all the time because I love it so much that's how you turn something into a profession as well right like the more you mm -hmm. do it the more it becomes your job I yeah guess. yeah and um mainly you're known uh for like comic book stuff as well like right now yeah. you're on uh you're on top 10 nerd a million subscribers mm -hmm. on youtube you're the face of that channel and uh yeah kind of speaking of turning something that you obsess of into a profession like when when did the comic books come into your life yeah so i've always really loved superheroes i think for me it actually started with cartoons so i used to stay up really late when i was a kid watching this is gonna sound so ridiculous, um, but watching the old Spider-Man cartoon from like the sixties. I did. I did the same too. Um, like it, it was on late at night yeah. at like Teletoon, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they'd always have like the old cartoons if you stayed up late. Because um, I guess the idea. I also love that so many of the things in my life that I enjoyed as a child were definitely things that were like kind of for adults. But I was <laughs> like a kid. Like I like this. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'd stay up to like 10 or whatever and watch old Spider-Man cartoons. And then the X-Men cartoon, obviously in the 90s, I loved. That was my, that's so my favorite cartoon started, of all time. Yeah, It's so good. And it's so funny. I, I listen to so many podcasts now where they interview like um, people that are, that work in comics and like work for, there's a Women of Marvel podcast that's really great that I listen to. And so many of the women that they have on there, like got into it through the X-Men cartoon. Ah. Um, so it's really awesome just how many people it brought in, but I think especially like how many women it brought in, like randomly, I don't know if that's, I think yeah. it brought everyone in, but especially women, that's where they yeah. started. I so, think um, like it was one of the, the yeah. few, few, uh, cartoons at the time where there was like a lot of like strong women leads, like who kind of steal the show. Yeah. And I, I actually like revisited it, uh, a few years ago, that cartoon, but when I was a kid, I always how like, was that? I, it was amazing but when I, when I was a kid I always yeah. loved like Wolverine and Nightcrawler but now I think Rogue <laughs> is my favorite like I'm like 
so many of her, so like good. little like one-liners and just like her personality i'm just like yo like i was sleeping on rogue for like fucking 20 years plus maybe like fucking 30 years now like it's getting up there early yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah <laughs> like but like you mentioned too that's interesting that you said that it brought like a lot of women into that because yeah definitely there's a lot of like just very strong uh female leads on that and you there there wasn't too many uh, shows like that back in the day no and i think i mean i think x-men brings a lot of people in in general like i've always been a really big x-men fan and i think a lot of that is about like the X-Men are kind of outsiders, right? Like they're kind of mm -hmm. these people that, you know, don't really belong, but they're like trying to like fight for their rights. And I feel a lot of people that are part of the nerd community kind of have always felt like I'm a weirdo. Like I don't, like I'm different. Like for me it was, and I'm, I'm very social. So it's, it's very interesting because as a person, I'm very much a social butterfly. I'm mm -hmm. very charismatic and I love meeting people. But then I also have this like introverted side of myself, but like, I just love to like disappear into a book. So I would go to parties with my family and my mom would be like, oh, my daughter is so like charismatic and she'll like hang out with everyone. <laughs> and then I would be like curled up in the basement with like a book that I brought and I want, cause I wanted to like finish a chapter. And my mom would be like, you have to go out. There's like a trampoline. Like, what are you doing? In here? <laughs> but so there's always been that weird yeah, that weird dichotomy of my personality that I feel like has made me feel sometimes like, am I a weird person for liking all of these things? And so I think X-Men highlights a lot of um, those feelings in people like, oh, you can be like a mutant, but you can still find a place in the world and you can still like find your family. And that's also what fandom provides for people, right? Like it's a way for us to all connect with each other and find our family. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that that's where it comes from. Definitely, there's so many strong female leads. And Rogue and Jubilee were, I think, two of like my favorite characters from that show. I think Jubilee was like my one of my first cartoon crushes as a kid. Oh, yeah. So there's that's also adorable. That. Like, yeah. I definitely loved, yeah, I definitely was like, oh, Jubilee is like so cool and like such a hottie. Like, I was just like so enamored by her. I remember. Yeah. She was styling too. She had the she had the, like the yellow jacket and the Bret Hart sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And she still wears that yellow jacket today in comics. Like I love that the the new X Men stuff that they're doing right now. There's so much like callbacks to all of the all of the history of it. So it's like acknowledging the history, but then still like giving you something new. And it's so oh, it's so good right now. Oh, that's. I cool. don't want it to end. Jonathan Hickman is like the master of. Like he's the head of X desk right now. And I'm like, don't ever leave Jonathan Hickman. It's so good. <laughs> oh, so, he, so he's killing it. Yeah. And uh, fuck. Um, yeah, I kind of, Always crushing it. Um, I got out of like reading comics, not because I don't enjoy comics. It's just like, I'm the type of person where I just mm. have like way too many interests and there's just not enough time in the day. <laughs> but uh, one thing um, that's really cool. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of uh, working under the same like YouTube umbrella with you. Like, even though like, I don't work on your videos, like, like some people don't even know, like uh, listening to this podcast, but like, I'm a video editor and producer as well. And uh, me and Amanda work in the same office, like producing for a number of different uh, YouTube channels, but um, your channel specifically, it was, it's kind of like keeping me in the loop of things I feel like. And it's very like nice to like, there's, there's something uh, comforting about uh, Top 10 Nerd, too, when you put on, like, your countdowns, uh, whether it's, like, you or Taylor or whatever. It's just, uh, 
they're so well put together and just so much information and like you can listen to it in like eight minutes or whatever and like yeah it's really cool um I kind of want to know how you segued into like that type of gig like yeah I don't even know um let's go back it's so it's so so unique like it and and it's it's something you you and Taylor is amazing as well like like so many people are like Amanda like I miss you where are you and I'm like I do a video a day everyone like relax like yeah, yeah. they freak and, out like and I'm when like, Taylor's I, there yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm like Taylor's great and also geez like this channel is so many people and I don't think I mean we couldn't do this channel without everyone like it's one of those things too where when you're the face of a channel or like even just us as hosts like people don't seem to sometimes realize that we have people like Sean and we have you know editors and producers behind the scenes that are also the masters of these channels who are helping us to figure out what we're doing who are helping us to edit the stuff and pull it all together so yeah it's a journey but I got into it through like acting I guess so I've always been when I was little I actually wanted to be a singer or a marine biologist those were my two yeah. random I love how they're I like, like so far away from each other totally too, but different. that's what makes you special yeah. Amanda that's awesome why not be <laughs> yeah, both you know <laughs> why not like singing about I like whale, the whale fossils and stuff <laughs> <laughs> right bring it together so um I started uh with that as a kid and then I I've always loved uh performing and so I remember I was going to go to like a regional art school and I wanted to audition for the music program, but I also have been very nervous about my singing as a kid. I was kind of, I don't know. I kind of got hung up on it because I also kind of have a low voice. So, and a lot of the times when I would sing in classes, people would always want me to sing for some reason, these soprano parts. And now my soprano sound is a lot stronger, but when I was younger, it was very like thin. And so I got nervous about music. And so I decided to audition for the drama program from there, I went into acting and I went to college for acting, performing TV. So I was working as an actor in Toronto um, with my agent and everything, doing film and TV and theater stuff. Um, oh, cool. And I, yeah, and I was serving because that's what actors do uh, or bartending. That's what we do. And <laughs> I remember I like saw an ad for this like online, like I don't know where it was on casting work workbook no not on casting workbook but it was on um like a casting site that I'm part of and there was like a little thing being like hey we're looking for like YouTube hosts for this channel it's like about nerdy stuff it's like about like geek culture and like Harry Potter and like comic books and superheroes and I was like oh I love superheroes I love um reading I love uh so many nerd things like we don't even go into all of the things that I love but like I'm a huge sci-fi nerd I love Doctor Who I love Star Trek I love Star Wars um, I think I actually have, yeah, actually, I don't know if you can see this little guy, but this is a little Han Solo pin, but it's a little bear. Oh, cute. Um, so yeah, like I love all of these different things. I love animated shows. So all of these geeky things I've always <laughs> loved. And I was like, oh, I so want to do this channel, but I was nervous about my knowledge because I haven't been hardcore into comics, like since I was a kid or anything like that. I love comic book stuff. But like, I wasn't like, oh, I've read like a hundred issues, this and a hundred issues of that. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so I had to write a list, I think for my audition that was on like Venom and I did a bunch of research and I wrote my thing 
And then I came in and did my audition because that's what you do. And then we had like a little interview. And I remember in the interview being kind of nervous because I was like, oh, are they going to like quiz me on all of this? Like, like, like you feel like the, the, the imposter syndrome kind of yeah. kick in? Like, what am I doing here? The, the imposter syndrome always comes in. And as I've gotten older, I feel like it's something you really have to work on to be like, you don't have to know everything. Like no one expects that of you. And the fact that you expect that of yourself is completely unreasonable. Like you're yeah. enough and it's really hard to accept that. But this was definitely a few years ago. So I was fighting that a little bit more than I am now, now that I'm, you know, 30. And I feel like once you're 30, that really helps once you get into your 30s. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, the perspective's ah, there. Yeah, I know yeah. what I know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You trust yourself more because you've gotten to know yourself more and what you're capable of. So I was nervous in the interview and I remember I, I, I was honest, like I was like, I haven't read like all of these things, but I'm so down to like read everything. Like I will work so hard at this. And then I think originally, actually, I didn't get it because um, the staffing needs changed for the channel. And then I was working at the time at Snakes and Lattes because I'm also a huge board game nerd. Oh, that's so cool. I um, love that place. And Oh, yeah. I, I love Snakes and Lattes. I worked there. How long did I even work there for? I want to say like four or five years. Like I worked no there way. for a while. We might have crossed paths then like back yeah. in the day. Yeah, that's cool. Probably. And I worked at like I worked at all the locations. Um, so I was uh, like a server, a bartender, a host, a game guru. For a while, I was like an uh, like a supervisor or really it would be like an assistant manager in most restaurant structures. Um, so I did a lot of, I wore a lot of hats there and I was actually game guruing at the time and I ran into Liam there. Oh, and cool. I was just like, oh, hey, Liam, because he had, um, he was the person that I had chatted with, I think on the phone and he also interviewed me. So okay, yeah, yeah. I was, so yeah, for people who don't know, Liam is like uh, kind of the guy who runs a lot of these channels that uh, we work for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam's like kind of one of our top dogs. Liam's like yeah. So you you like kind of had dude. you you met him like during your audition and everything, and then he showed up. And then he showed up at Snakes, and he was just there. And I think he may even have been there with like some of the like most amazing crew. But I was game guruing, and I saw him at the wall. And then I was like, oh hey Liam. He's like, oh hey Amanda. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yo, do you still want to like come work for the channel? And I was like, yeah, like, yeah. And then he was just like, cool. Do you want to come in like? I think it was like the next day or it was like that weekend or something maybe, <laughs> or like nice. maybe the beginning of the week but he was like do you want to come in in like a day or two and like work and I was like yeah and he was like can you do that and I was like I will make that happen yeah I can do that uh and so I remember I think I actually had to rearrange some shifts at snakes to like make it happen but I came and then I was there uh sort of temporarily because I was kind of filling in and covering spots and then eventually what happened is just like life took other people in other directions. And so then I was like the last woman standing, I guess, in this scenario. And so that is how I became a part of the channel. But it's really crazy because now people are like, you're like the person that started the channel. And I'm like, I am not, I've not been here since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but I have been on the channel for like two years or something like that. So it has yeah. been a while yeah. on and off. Yeah. Well, you, you definitely are the face too. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. You got such a great cadence too. Like when you're 
hosting and everything like uh i, I actually Thank remember uh, one day uh me and uh taylor who was another co-host on the, on the channel as well and me and him went for coffee and uh i think just like i i, I ended up binge watching a bunch of like top 10 nerds the the night before and we were just we were just <laughs> shooting is- the shit we brought you up and I, I was, i'm like amanda's so good i'm like i'm like a big <laughs> amanda fan and then what's funny too is like an hour an hour later you sent me like a little message and like we haven't really like talked much in the office and um i did like some yeah. funny funny videos with a, a comedian named jay who was also on the show like months ago but uh you you wrote you really enjoyed something in your and you even like you wrote i'm a fan of you and i'm like no way i'm a fan of you. <laughs> i know i love that i love that yo your edits though are so good like they like blow my mind like on vibe like oh oh top 10 vibe is like just such a funny channel and like oh, yeah. now of course che is che has moved on but Oh my goodness, that channel like cracks me up. Yeah, um, that, that was fun. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not on that channel crazy. anymore, but uh, it was a good time with me and Shay and everything. And it was just, uh, I don't know, I felt yeah. like that was kind of like lightning in a bottle, like energy where we were just like feed off each other's like goofiness. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got to keep in touch with them and work on something. I don't know. I don't even know what it would be, but it's just like there's like some weird chemistry with me and him. It's just fun you know <laughs> dude I feel that yeah I, I reached out to Che actually after and I was just like dude like we have to like play video games and like chill and like chat more because I I loved all of our chats they were like so magical and Che is just such like a sweet just a sweet like weird human like I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's I probably sweet, why weird like humans. And yeah I, a sweet weirdo is good that's that's probably why like the three of us just gravitate to each other even like um I was thinking too yeah. it's it's cool about this podcast too because we usually like see each other and like my brain's like half in work mode and especially if I'm editing something like it turns into like this weird like introverted type thing where like I lose myself in the computer and maybe somebody like you will walk by and be like hey and try to bring up like some small talk and then it's like I'm so like in my own <laughs> yeah. head I'm like I don't know what I just said to her type of thing but um yeah, <laughs> It's always like I feel uh, when we do have like our little conversations, it's like I they're always just super cool. Like uh, I remember the one day we were talking about like sleep paralysis and I we were getting like super oh, deep into God, it yes. and I could feel everybody else's energy in the room getting like kind of uncomfortable. But me and you are just like, Ron. oh, my God, <laughs> like there's fucking <laughs> the other dimensions and beings and <laughs> <laughs> these demons coming out at us yeah, yeah. No, I, I loved though that like we kind of drew everyone in with that conversation like we started having it like just casually and then yeah. everyone was like what is this this sounds terrifying and yeah. we were like it's just so weird but it's not scary yeah and then we just kept so pulling scary. layers and layers <laughs> off it of course, of course, people are going to gravitate yeah. to that. They're like, this is some freaky shit. Like, <laughs> I actually had another sleep paralysis experience like a few days ago too. It's so funny that you bring that up, but it was like, I was in a dream and I was like someone, I forget exactly what happened, but there was like someone, a lady that like came through a door, like who was a friend of mine and she just froze. And then things got really intense in my dream. And I knew I was experiencing sleep paralysis, but I was still kind of asleep. But it was like, I went to go say something to her and I couldn't say anything in the dream. And I was like, oh shit, this is sleep paralysis. I'm about to wake up and not be able to move or speak, but be awake. And I was like, nope. And I just remember thinking in my brain, nope. And then I woke up like with my heart like pounding, but I wasn't in sleep paralysis. I was able to move. And I was like, 
oh, I love that I just like canceled that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, not tonight. Yeah, I think that was one thing we were talking about how uh, we both kind of learned to control it. And I had never met somebody else who said that. It's like, I, I've had it like all my life since I was like a teenager almost, like probably like started when I was like 13. And I'm okay. like, I'm in my mid thirties now, but like over time, I just kept, I was so freaked out about it. I started reading up on it. Like, and then like in my late twenties, I realized like, oh, you can wake yourself up. You can, once you realize and like relax your body, which takes practice. Cause it's fucking terrifying. It <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And um, that's all the, all the stuff I read. It's like, you got to relax. You got to relax. And I'm like, how can you fucking relax? There's a demon over here. And, um, and then one day <laughs> trying to, people are like sitting on your chest. You're like, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. One, it's horrifying. Yeah. One day I was having such a scary one. And um, this is when I realized it can be something like really beautiful and, and uh People are probably going to think I'm fucking crazy right now, but we're going there. <laughs> but uh, so I, I remember like as I was in sleep paralysis, what I read on this one forum and it was some uh, one guy wrote the Vegas thing. It was like, uh, if you learn how to relax, um, something beautiful can happen. And I thought of that while I was in sleep paralysis, freaking out. I'm like, OK, let's relax. Yeah. I usually can't breathe in that state. I'm like, OK, I, I'm starting to breathe. I'm starting to breathe. And then it felt like this pulsing in my brain. And then, oh, I'm getting goosebumps talking about this right now. <laughs> and then oh. it was like, it was like this like crazy, like energy of good that I haven't even felt like in the real realm. And then it felt like it was just like, I was like a soul just floating around. And it was basically oh. like a fucking like. You astral projected. Yeah. Yeah. And since then, yeah, I've done that many times. But now, like this year, I keep trying to do it again. And every time I do it, like it just wakes me up. And I'm like, damn, I want to fucking fly oh. around again. So it's, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I lost my power. Like, astral projected <laughs> is what it sounds like, yeah. um, which I've also done before in my sleep. So uh, it is, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, which I, I also feel like this is so wild. Like people are going to be listening to this and be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get so vulnerable. But, uh, <laughs> like the, I, I noticed too, I could see myself on like the zoom screen and I'm like, kind of like crunched up, like talking about this shit. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, it, it's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it feels so good to do that to astral project. And it's like really a, a really cool experience. It's almost like, I don't know if you feel this, but whenever I've entered a state like that in my sleep, it's like this complete freedom is what it feels like. And it's almost like you're not tethered to anything, but there's like this, it's so strange because like, I just had this experience the other day where I was thinking about um, impermeance and this idea of everything changes and everything is gone. And like, we don't really have, we don't really own anything in life. Like these are like, I'm wearing clothes. I own them technically, but these are just clothes. They're not really like my clothes. They just exist. Mm, yeah. um, and the only thing you have is like not even your body like the only thing you have is like whatever little essence is inside of you your soul or your consciousness or whatever you want to call that and I feel like that is the way that you feel the most tapped into what that is that is really you is what astral projection is like for me all about yeah. so I don't know do you feel that like freedom when you're yeah I, what does it feel I, like I, I feel you? like two things yeah exactly you nailed it like just like this freedom that like 
I didn't have like almost like I just broke out of like this shell of like stress and whatever like things I didn't even know and even like in a way I feel like the day after it happens like I'm a better human like almost like unconsciously like something was giving me like all this information like like I compare it to like when people have like a deep like shroom trip or acid trip or whatever it's almost like a natural way of doing that and and lots of people like they always say like when they report on it it just seems like there's like another entity giving you all this information and and it's always been like something um like soothing like relaxing like and it would happen the most when I was feeling stressed too there was a pattern of that which was really weird and um, this is getting really spacey, but it was almost like there was like something else like trying to save me from stress. And like the craziest astral projection Ooh. I had was the day I got an eviction notice. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do and blah, blah, blah. And I remember taking like almost a depression nap in the middle of the day. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? And it happened. And I woke up and I felt so much energy. And it's just like, yo, I'm going to turn this around. I'm gonna do- it's like, it's yeah, like, this- it like empowered you. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting such goosebumps from here. <laughs> and I'm also in the back of my mind getting so self-conscious. I'm like, oh, people can listen to this, think I'm crazy. But you know what? If you think that, fuck you or cool. Thanks for listening. Whatever. I mean, I personally think, I don't know. Like, I personally think there's a lot of people out there that experience these things. It's just like yeah. stuff that we don't talk about, right? It's just like stigma yeah. around, I don't know, talking about psychedelic experiences, mm-hmm. but everything's out there. And I feel like the more in tune you are with the psychedelic things in the world, the more you find your truest self, I guess. Um, it's, it's this really cool thing. It's really interesting that it came from a place of such extreme stress for you because like you were obviously going through something like getting an eviction notice is like, I have to literally figure this all out. Like I have to leave the place. I don't have, you feel completely displaced. Yeah, yeah. So it's so interesting in that displacement, you were able to find this like energy and purpose. But I think that sometimes is the state of the world. It's like when we get to controlling and we're like grabbing onto everything is when we're, we can be the most shook. And it's almost like in the exception, ooh, I became blurry. Yeah, in I'm the exception, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we focus our cameras. <laughs> yeah. We're tripping our cameras out. That's yeah. what's happening. Luckily, most people listen to this on Spotify, so it's all good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So they don't know this. You can't see our blurriness, yeah. but it was pretty epic. It was for, for the 15 people uh, on YouTube, it's like they're probably like adjusting uh well, like, I guess if they had like a <laughs> they're watching this on a tube TV, like the the tracking and the contrast is <laughs> yeah it's off um but uh it's kind of this freedom i think in detaching from that control Mm. and when you kind of accept that you have control of literally nothing it's just so freeing it's like oh so like it doesn't really matter and i can probably do anything because all of the control that i thought i had is not real so yes it's fine so i'll be (laughs) fine i guess yeah oh man it is it's weird yeah i feel like i needed to hear this a couple days ago i was stressing now now like you're just kind of bringing back that that vibe or whatever of just uh it's really hard though when you're stressing to even go to that place so i mean i i 100 percent feel you especially with this like pandemic and everything that's been going on like working from home has been such an experience and definitely last not last week, but the week before I was having, I was like so depressed and I was just like, 
I feel like I'm stuck in this little box in my apartment and I work every day. And then when I finish work, I, I work on my own projects and then I go to bed and I get up and I do it again. And I was like, I feel like I'm stuck on, in a loop that I have no control over, um, even though I'm choosing to do all of these things. And I had to just kind of like stop and be like, this is all like this too will pass. Like whatever is going on for you right now, mm-hmm. you just need to accept it. And you also have to understand that you have, you have the power to understand how you want to a- approach all of this stuff. That is what you can control. All you can control is your own like perspective on things. And that's like it. So it was like, I just need to like breathe through this and take more time to acknowledge my stress and like work through it and not just uh, I don't know. I don't know if you get like this, but I'll like stress out and stress out and stress out. And then it's almost like you get stuck in this weird loop where it's no longer about what you ever is stressing you out. It's actually about like the stress. So yeah. you're like, I'm stressed because of whatever, because like, I forgot to walk my dog today. And then it's like, I'm so stressed about that. And then you're like, I'm just stressed. I'm stressed because I'm stressed and the stress is giving me extra stress. And now mm. I'm super stressed. And you're like, is this even about what we were stressed about or am I just yeah. like literally doing this to myself? Yeah. I also, I also believe yeah. it's just like, kind of like you receive the type of energy you put out too. And it's just like, when you get in that loop of stress, too, 100%. it's like, you just start living in it. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, this is life right now. Fuck everything. And then you yeah. can go the opposite way too, when you're just feeling good and you end up like waking up in the morning, having like a strong coffee, listen to some good music and the rest of your day is just fucking awesome. You know, cause you're just kind of like Beautiful. have yeah. that vibe and, and people like, um, I don't know, they're acceptable to, to human energies as well too. Like you can see somebody who's having a bad day and you have that vibe and you might perk them up a bit and then, turn their day around and everything. And yeah, it's, uh, it's so interesting. It is all about like energy and where you choose to put it and how you want to approach it a hundred percent. It's so weird though, how like one thing in your day can completely change it and derail you. Like, I always (laughs) think that's so weird when it's like, Oh, this one thing went wrong. And now for some reason it's the end of the world. Like what happened? Yeah humanity is so weird amanda <laughs> i didn't expect to go down this rabbit so hole but weird. i love i love this conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm always going down rabbit holes so if you ever take me to a rabbit hole i will i will lead you through it i'll be like let's go <laughs> yeah well after the pandemic we're gonna life. have to like freak out the office again and just start talking about like all this weird shit <laughs> I'm so excited for when we'll actually be able to like just chill and like socialize because obviously because we've had this pandemic anytime we have been we have managed to be in the office with the lockdown procedures being lightened it's like we all have to distance we all can't really like hang out and it's just so weird and normally everyone hangs out with everyone so it's like this weird like removal you're like everyone's at arm's length and you're like I just want to hug everyone but I can't (laughs) I feel you and uh I feel like it's um in a way changing me like it's giving me um like I've originally like I'm always like a little socially awkward with this whole like pandemic thing puts an extra layer on it because I keep like I'm so conscious of not making or I'm trying to be conscious of not making other people uncomfortable so it's just like I'm Mm -hmm. like oh am I too close like make sure my mask is on and like prior to this whole fucking thing like two years ago I'm all high fives and hugs and just like and I feel like just such a huge piece of my personality is like taken away 
and it's like mm-hmm. turned into like this guy who's just like kind of tiptoeing around like in a timid way and just making sure he's fully distanced and I don't know what it is I don't know if like like what's what it's gonna be like when we finally like can all like be together or like how I'm gonna act is they're gonna be like a like a transition of me getting back to like who I was or am I just this Mm -hmm. this guy now who's like uh oh like still tiptoeing around like it's it's really weird like so many people that I've talked to have been saying I don't know what it's going to be like and I'm kind of worried that like this will permeate into wherever we go from here and I my opinion on that is like I personally think that we will make the shift but there will be a transition but it's also about like how much of a transition do you want to have it's like this weird thing of like you can't control once again it's like you can't control anything but you know what you can control you can control like your own like thoughts, that's, that's something you kind of have some power and influence over. So it's just like, I don't know. I feel like once we're ready, we'll just be ready. And like, I just trust that like, it'll, it'll go back to some sense of normal, whatever that normal is, I think will depend on just what people are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but that's also fine. As long as everyone's comfortable, that's all I care about. I just want everyone to be like comfy. Yeah. And, like feel good. Yeah, so. I th- I think people like me and you too, we kind of lucked out in like a work situation too, being able to um, do like online entertainment for people. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, be- before, uh, like I, even before I met you, I didn't even consider myself as like a full-time video editor, which kind of became like my yeah. identity for like the past few months now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's I was so just, weird yeah. how it like shifts everything working online. Like that's the same thing. Like people now are like, oh, you're a YouTuber. And it's like, I mean, I'm an, I'm an actor. Like that's how I, <laughs> yeah, <identify>. yeah. <laughs> but I am a YouTuber because that's what a lot of people know me for. But I'm just like, I mean, I, I do so many things, but being an online personality or an online um, content creator is like, oh, it's such a weird experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess um, there's like pros and cons to it too, like with being, I don't know, I guess watched by so many people, like on one hand, there's, mm-hmm. there's people who like really, really appreciate it. You probably get lovely messages too. And then on the other hand, like you're going to yeah. come across some fucking weirdos and even like your platform oh, has a million subscribers and my, my little thing it's just like a tight knit community. And I still get these messages from like strangers that just like really like freak me out. Like, Oh, this guy's going to slip my throat. Freak you out? Yeah. Or just like, like people yeah. angry about podcasts and stuff. I'm like, yo, I'm just a guy in my bedroom, just sure. talking about creativity. Like what did I do to like offend you or whatever. But um, yeah. And yeah. I can imagine I like know. on a I bigger think there's scale. There's a lot like, of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, do you do like any like routines that like filter out like that craziness or do you like not read comments or do you have like a little thing you do? I know some like content creators will put stuff up and not like dive into the comments or whatever, but I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm like, Oh, what are people talking about? Yeah. 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 I like to dive into the comments. I think it's like moderation. I think it's like anything in life, right? Like mm-hmm. being online, social media, all of this stuff has an impact on our mental health. And um, we work in the nitty gritty of it. So we're really putting our minds at high risk because we are constantly dipping into these. We're constantly making ourselves vulnerable in a way, but it's yeah. like anything, like you can choose 
the great thing when you're a content creator is you get to choose what you're comfortable with. So if you, there are parts of your life that you don't want to open up. You don't, you don't have to open those up. That's, that's up to you. Um, but you kind of have to accept that like once you become a person that, you know, a million people are watching or whatever, there's going to be people that are just going to dig up stuff on, in your life and want to do that. And you kind of just have to, I think, trust that like, you know who you are and you're good. But I think it can be so scary for people that don't really know that that's going to be a part of it or have or aren't as secure in who they are. Yeah. Uh, because then it's like, looking into a mirror where people are telling you who you are and because you're not sure that's going to inform your opinion of yourself. I forget what they call it, but it's in psychology. There is, um, and in sociology, there is this concept that is, uh, what is it called? It's, it's when you basically endow someone with something. So it's like, if I say, you know, oh, Sarah is stupid, mm. right? If I say that, then whoever Sarah is as a content creator, if she isn't as like solid in who she is, Sarah yeah. might read that. And now all of a sudden, although Sarah would have never thought she was stupid, now all of a sudden Sarah is taking that in. And when you take those things in, it can also inform your behavior. So Sarah, who might be a very intelligent person, might start acting stupid because now she identifies as that. Uh, and that yeah. is the danger of comments and all of that. But I, um, I try to practice a lot of like meditation, a lot of yoga a lot of calming practices where i can just stay in tune i have a therapist um i think all of that stuff is important especially when you work heavily in a social media atmosphere to balance you uh and what i try to do is like through my therapist i found many different things that i can do i guess to be balanced like when things get to me i i sometimes do like little venn diagrams of sort of like the things that you have like complete control over, the things that you have less control over and the things that you have like no control over. To so just kind of put into perspective people's person, people's takes on me and how um, it affects me or doesn't affect me. Um, and then the other thing is, is examining a statement that somebody gives you and trying to actually discern if you feel it's true. Mm. So the interesting thing is if somebody calls you stupid, you look at that and rather than just take it in and be like, I'm stupid, you don't just take it in, you question it. You say, am I actually stupid? Or is, is does this comment have no merits? And how much does this person even know about me to say the thing, yeah, right? So it's like yeah. someone that I've known for 20 years saying I'm stupid should hold more weight than a random comment from somebody online I don't even know. Yeah, that's... That's really but important. It doesn't yeah. sometimes, which is weird because we all are so receptive. So mm -hmm. when you're that receptive, it's like a stranger's opinion can, can hit you like a ton of bricks. So you have to mentally take the effort to look at it if you want to go in there and actually like weigh it on a scale and be like, does this matter or is this not even, should I just not even care about this? Yeah. Also not indulging negative things as much as you indulge positive things. So when people give me a compliment, that is like genuine and sweet. Like uh, yesterday, actually, I was on Twitter and I was checking my Twitter last night and someone sent a message the other day to a video message that was just talking about myself and some other content creators online that they really loved. And they just sent a little tweet with a video being like, hey, I just wanted to say, I hope you're all having a great weekend. I love all of your content. It like brings a lot of like happiness into my day and have a That's great awesome. weekend. And I was like, this is That's... right. 
Yeah. And so it's like, that's the stuff I try to give the attention to is the positivity. And like you said earlier, what you put out in the world, I believe you get it back. So if I see positivity, I want to encourage people to love each other and appreciate not even just me, but like each other. And when I see people being negative to each other or to me, I just try to be like, I'm just not going to like put into that negativity. Mm. Uh, Of course, sometimes people are constructive and it's like constructive criticism. And then I have no problem with that. I think that's great. There's so many things that I've said in videos, like I'm a human being. I make mistakes (laughs) all the time. Uh, (laughs) And when I make mistakes, I actually love when people come in and are like, oh, actually, like I read this or I'm from this area in the world. And like, this is how we pronounce it here. And this is actually like the etymology of this name or something like that. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know that. And now I have something I can like dig into and do research on. So like, thank you for sharing knowledge. That's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes the best lesson is a good mistake too. Like, cause this other way you would, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have found out that information, you know, that's, that's amazing. And a lot of things you said, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say I learning is you. mistakes. Yeah. No, it's all good. I, uh, learning is mistakes. And so people also get, it's really weird on YouTube because people are so critical. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially mm-hmm. in the fandom communities, people can be quite, and I'm, I'm also guilty of this. I've been the person online when somebody gets something wrong, I'm like, well, actually it's this. And then I have to rein myself in because I'm like, who cares? Like, let this person be and let them be their beautiful self. Uh, but when you, when you mess up, like it's an opportunity for you to grow. So it's weird to me when people are like, you messed up, like your life is over. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like getting every day. Yeah. In their head. It's like, they'd be like the people like back in like the 1600s, like the first person to burn the witch, you know, it's just like, <laughs> like let's yeah. put them on a stake. Like those are, those are people, real people in YouTube comments. It's just like the modern version of that type of thing. Well, and I think a lot of that stuff too, the other thing you have to take in when people are giving you any kind of like really harsh uh, criticism or something that's really coming from a negative place is like, what, what could be going on for this person that would make them say this? Because I'm always just like, do you know how much effort it takes to write a comment on a video? Most people don't even comment. So if you are going out of your way to say something that is so, um, that is coming from this place, it's like, I just, I'm always like, I hope this person is okay, because this is obviously less about me than it is about them. Yeah, actually, I had a an interesting experience. Uh, right now, I'm I'm uh, I'm helping manage like one of the channels, and uh, somebody wrote a comment like that, and I was I was conscious of what you were thinking about, and um, it was it was like a channel that uh, used to have like well, it still has like a lot of subscribers, but it's like doesn't have the numbers anymore. And somebody wrote, okay, oh, yeah. somebody just wrote like how oh this has fallen off. It's like this many subscribers and this many views. And then all I wrote is like, I'm on the official like channel name and everything. I'm like, well, I appreciate you coming by for the view. <laughs> and then they they wrote back like almost in a panic, like multiple comments, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I actually love you guys, blah, blah, blah. But they said <laughs> such such like a douchey, like cunty thing. And I just responded like yeah. with just like love. With love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just, yeah. Look at, That's love, all it love is, love is strong. Love choosing love yeah. every yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And that is often if I'm going to respond to something negative, I always try to meet someone at a place that's like, you are seen, you are seen. Because I think when people come and say that stuff, honestly, those people 
are probably going through a lot of things where they feel so lost. And I know what it's like to feel lost. Like I know what it's like to be in a room with like 30 people that are there. We're all there to celebrate. Like maybe even me, like maybe on my birthday, like when I was in my twenties, there were times when I would have parties and I would just feel so alone. And it's like, you're surrounded by people who love you. How can you feel alone? But I I honestly think that a lot of people are going through that, especially right now. Mm -hmm. And so when people do that, it's so funny. I've also responded to comments before like that. And it's, it is so funny how many people on a dime will instantly be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for commenting. And like, I love you. And you're like, wow, you came here with such negativity. And now all there is, is love. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so kind of weird, but beautiful. Yeah. Strange, right? It's it's like almost like, what's it, that movie, uh, The Christmas Story where Scrooge, (laughs) he was easily such an asshole. And then like all the ghosts, they show him love. And then the next day he's like, oh, here's a goose. And just like, (laughs) but it's like, But I think it's too, it's like a lot of people that have probably experienced negativity in their life. And so the way that they reach out for attention to them, maybe that was their, their backstory. I also have this thing where like my therapist says this to me that I am um, empathic to the level that I sometimes like become too focused on others. And I like need to focus more on myself to take care of me. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I do that. And when people come with negativity, I'm always like so concerned for like those people. Cause I'm just like, what happened to you that you think this is the best way to reach out to someone? Cause then it makes me think that in your life, the only thing you experienced was attention only comes from people like hating. And I'm like, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad to think about. Yeah. And I, I, re- I relate to that too, where it's just like, I don't know, a lot of my day and thoughts, it's a kind of, I don't know, I'm more, I'm, I'm trying to articulate it, but it's, it's just like uh, putting others before myself in a way. And it's almost to my own detriment yeah. a lot. Where like some days it's just like Sean, just yeah. fucking do you kick some ass. When I do have those days, like it's it feels so good, but I don't know. It's just like whether it's just something that hit me growing up or just the people I was around. It's like I always like put others like just first before myself, and it's something I'm I'm trying to shift to. But it's became like such a pattern where I don't know. It's like it's it's some sometimes I think it's, it's okay. Form of escapism. Yeah. yeah usually for people. Um, I think that as someone that also does that, I know for me, I think a lot of it is a way for me to avoid my own traumas and my own Mm. life experience that is hard. And rather than deal with my stuff, it's easier for me to help you deal with your stuff. And in a way, some people say that um, people do that because in me helping you, it feels like I'm fixing a part of myself when I'm really not. I'm ignoring it. But (laughs) because I'm watching you heal, because I'm part of the healing experience with you, it's like I get the residual healing energy from it. So I think we help people to help ourselves, which is beautiful, but we also help people to avoid helping ourselves. Yeah, it's almost like just like a weird vicarious way of like, I don't know, living through them when really it's like, yo, I got my own shit to take care of. Oh yeah. You, yeah. You, well, cause it's like, if you're constantly taking care of other people, who's taking care of you. Right. Yeah. Like, and you can't put that on other people. You can't expect other people all the time to show up for you. Um, 
because you know that's not that's not certain and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't expect people to show up for you i mean people that you love should do that but <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Love you right yeah. but uh but if you don't do it like if, if you know what's that thing that uh, rupaul says if if you don't love yourself um how the hell is anybody else supposed to love you you know what i mean mm, shout outs to rupaul that is so true yes shout out to rupaul <laughs> rupaul anytime you want to come chat with us come on down yeah yeah Such if i ever a, get rupaul wise, as a as a, as a guest like you're my co-host for that one great that's a, that's a strong so that's a strong like, point <laughs> and everything and i yeah. i love i love how this conversation like every time i gotta uh, tell you every time i do a podcast uh i put a little bit of bullet no notes like not full questions just oh these are some topics i'm gonna hit and segue between them we talked about like the first thing and now we're just like in space right now, man. And I love it. It's, it's like, it's like, I'm just going to throw this piece of paper out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this was such like a little like free flowing, like conversation and everything. And uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I, ca I can't believe it's almost been an hour already. Fuck. Dude. Yeah. It's almost been an hour and it's like, time flies, but it, it is one of those things where I don't know. I feel like every time I talk about anything though, it always comes back in some way to psychology and mental health. And it's strange because I definitely have a, a passion for those things as well. Although I've never really done anything explicit with it. Um, but it's so funny. It's, it's so funny what you were saying at the beginning about like when you love something and you turn it into a hustle and yeah. it's like, you love it so much that you like make it a job. And I love that when we make content, you get to like bleed into all these different areas because the cool thing about writing about comics and doing videos on that is that because it's literature, there are so many places books take us. There are so many journeys you can go on. And so what I love is like, I get to do lists on like, um, like diversity in, in comic books. I get to do lists on like, like random stuff. Like I did a list that I was so hyped about just about how many times Iron Man has been like killed by the Avengers, by his own friends and his own team. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> but then I also get to do stuff on like mental health. And yeah. I think that's so great because it's like all of the things you love, you get to cover because it's books and everything's in a book at some point, yeah. especially in comics where we have like 80 years of content. Yeah. It's crazy. That's amazing too. And uh, yeah, you, you got like such a knack of like being like such a great communicator and very lovable personality too. I could even see you like uh, if you ever get bored, bored of like the comic stuff, like you becoming like a therapist yourself. Like there's something just very soothing about talking to you and you're just very, um, I don't know, warm and friendly in a way where people could learn a lot and be very acceptable to like just such like uh, a kind presence, you know, like you're not intimidating, you're very approachable, but you also have all this knowledge on just, I don't know, just mental health and meditation and stuff like that too. So I don't know if, if ever one day Thank you want to explore yeah, I, that, like, I feel, I feel like you got a really like good knack for, I don't, I can't even think of a job title, but like something in that bubble, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I have had people before be like, oh, you should like go do this or like, you should like help like people have also come to me because I've, I've done this content and because I've talked about mental health and I I do think it's very important there are lots of people that come to me they're like what should I do in like this scenario and I'm like I am not like a a licensed uh person so I I cannot give you advice that is sound is what mm -hmm. I like to tell people like my advice is my personal experiences but um 
but I, I think definitely an advocate for things is something that I, I see myself as sometimes. And like, uh, with my love of the earth and of the oceans and like, I love like conservationism. I love like, uh, therapy. I love mental health. I love fandoms. I love community. There are so many things that I'm just like, Mm, all these things make me feel good and so I just want to like share them with people I love history so there's like so many random things yeah. it's, it's so funny though because when you are especially as an actor you could like put into like a little box um people want to typecast you and so people see you and they go oh you're the this thing and that's like it and so it's really weird to be a performer that I mean I do get typecast from time to time but I'm also the person that goes out for like everything like I don't mm. often get put in boxes because I don't think people know where to put me <laughs> boxes because they do so many weird um things but it's also strange because then people watch you and they're like oh you're comics and that's like your thing and I'm like I mean I love lots of stuff and then people are like oh you also it's weird when people are like oh you love comics do you love any other nerdy things and it's like oh my god yes like so many yeah. things but people will be like oh what are the things and then I have to list them I don't yeah. this is also a weird this is going to get into a weird sexist place for a second, but <laughs> it is a weird. question that I find as a woman, <laughs> I get asked a lot of kind of like qualifier questions is what mm. I like to call them. Yeah. So people will sometimes interview me or have me on a show. And like some of the questions will be like, Oh, um, you know, normal questions. Like when did you start getting into this thing? And then it'll be like, what are all of the things that you like have read what are all of the interests that you have like could you list them almost like they, like they want like a resume from you yeah like fuck. exactly even though like you know you've been doing something for two years but it's very interesting when i go into that stuff and then people are like oh my god you love like like horror you love like vampires you love anne rice you love you read like old Roman history books. Yeah. Like I have like a collection. You, you stream on Twitch texts. as well. Actually, I, I jumped Sometimes, in on one of your yeah. your streams, and it it wouldn't yeah, let me. Yeah, it wouldn't let me comment unless I like like you have a filter unless you uh, hang out for over like a half an hour, and I could only yeah. stay for like twenty minutes. But I was trying to like cheer you on playing Fall Guys like a few weeks ago. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I love Fall Guys, but. It's this, it's this very strange thing yeah, where people want to kind of put you into a category. And then it's very weird to me that we, that we like to do that so much. I mean, I get why we do it in terms of our brain wiring, because it's easier for you to organize information that way in your brain. So if you find yourself stereotyping someone and you're like, oh my God, I'm the worst person in the world. Like stereotyping is a normal thing in your brain. What the only thing that's bad is if you act on a stereotype as opposed to like questioning like you know you can use that to organize information but basically don't treat people like they're a cookie cutter because no one is yeah, yeah but it's weird that we try to make people that and I'm like why are we doing this when people are so complex like yeah. no one is one thing ever yeah. we're all human too and even like like it's, it's funny too like being in our work environment too like this is kind of like a gig I picked up just because uh my industry kind of crumbled from like the pandemic and shit and it's just like oh I can video edit and like I met Johnny. He's like, Oh, come in. And I started working or whatever. But now it's like in that, in our circle or whatever, everybody's just like, Oh, Sean, he's the editor. He's the great editor. Like the, the word editor too. And it just kind of like, I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me, even though that, even though that's what I'm doing, but it was like you saying, you're like more than one thing. And it's like, I, 
it's not it's just probably like, because it's not how you exclusively identify right it's like yeah, when yeah. people it's the same thing when people are like oh you're a youtuber or yeah, you're an yeah. influencer and i'm like that's something i do but that's not who who i am i just did actually a really interesting workshop um with this person called um called with uh nicole hodges i believe her name is who is uh how do I want to say this? Uh, she's like a, a sexuality, like philosopher and like oh, talks cool. a lot about, um, yeah, sexuality and communication and a lot of these things. And I just did um, a dominant and submissive workshop, which was very interesting. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And submissive, yeah, personalities. But it was, it was really interesting to kind of get into this idea of identity. And we kind of just scratched the surface with some of it, but this question of when you ask yourself, who am I, who am I? What is the answer you give people? Or when someone meets you and they go, oh, oh, who are you? You would usually say like, oh, I'm Amanda. I'm Amanda McKnight. And then they would say, oh, like, who are you? And you'd be like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm a, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a, yeah. but none of these things are really who we are, right? Like we're not our professions. We're not our names. Facts. what are we yeah. i don't know but it's complex whatever <laughs> yeah. it's i love you can't because that's the yeah. thing we say these things because we can't give an answer that's like who am i i am like the whisper of the wind i am like you know yeah. all these oh, that'd be things. sick now i now i want to have like a little like tagline like that like almost like when you like uh <laughs> That's like how they introduce themselves in like Game of Thrones. It's like, this is so-and-so, the great warrior of blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they got this badass title or whatever. It's like, why don't we have like shit? Like crazy like titles. Yeah. 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 Even like- But that's the thing. Yeah. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing. So it makes sense to me that when someone says like, oh, that's Sean, he's the editor. He's like this great editor. It's like, am I the great editor? Is that <laughs> yeah. who I am? Yeah. Or am I something that's more than just this one title? Yeah. Am I 12 sure. titles or am I like, there's no title for me. Like I yeah. don't fit into anything. Yeah. I, I feel like too, like, uh, especially like with uh, the older generation or like our generation right now, I feel like people aren't just like, they don't have one job, like housing markets all fucked. Like we have all these side hustles. Like we're doing like 30 different things at times, but uh, back in like, like parents and beyond like even older like grandparents and stuff like that they they always have like the questions if i like meet them at like a wedding or something like just that older generation and they're always like oh what do you do and it's just like because then they they i feel like back in the day people would identify themselves as whatever their job was which i feel so yeah. dis disconnected with that for some reason where it's just like i'm yeah. not my job i'm I'm something else. And sometimes I just take these jobs because it's something to pay to keep the roof over my head or whatever. It's like not my identity. And like even a while, like when I oh moved my to goodness. Yeah, yeah. When I moved I to Toronto, say, I was doing construction and shit. And I'm like, I'm not a construction worker, but I guess I'm doing yeah, that for now. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Have yeah. you ever had that of like when you're like because as an artist, right? Like as someone, like I think if I had to like sum up anything of like what I am the easiest way for me to say it in one word is an artist which just means I make art that's that's my thing yeah. um which even then like I said I don't think what you do is who you are but it, it is something that informs people on who you are um on what kind of person you are but uh I don't know it sounds like you have had this experience but when you're an artist and you're working and um you know you have your you have your joe job as we usually call it and uh like as a server people would say, I, when I used to 
travel back when that was a thing. We'll get back to there eventually. <laughs> yeah. But I would travel. And you know, when you're going through the customs and they ask you like, oh, like what's your profession or whatever? Um, it was so weird to even make that shift to being like a full-time content creator um, and performer where I was like, I'm not going to be able to say server anymore. Um, That's going to be a good feeling too. That was, where you're it was like, good, but it yeah. felt weird. It felt yeah. like wrong because I was so used to people saying to me, like at a party where I meet someone, people go, oh, like this is Amanda. And then they'd be like, oh, Amanda, like, what do you do? And I'd be like, oh, like I'm an actor. And they'd be like, oh, but like, what's your job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have you ever gotten like that question? I, I, like, all the time. All the time. I mean, I serve. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, so that's what you really do. As though like, because as an artist, that's not a real job. Yeah. And I always think that's so weird. And I, I definitely got going through, although this could have just been me putting it on someone else because I had insecurities. Mm -hmm. But when I was going through customs, I remember the first time I had to say like, oh, I'm a, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a content creator. Um, the person just being like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a YouTuber. I'm a content creator. And they were like, oh, okay, well, have a good trip. And I yeah, felt like yeah. they were kind of just like, good luck with your life. That sounds not like a real thing, but all yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they don't understand that you're actually like working full time and making money from yeah. it too. It's like, and you, yeah, well, that that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like, um, I, I say this all the time, like lots of people will see somebody like on YouTube and they're like, oh, they're, they're just talking about comics or just talking bullshit or whatever. But there is so much <laughs> yeah. you do around it. Like you're there eight hours a day. Like it's like a nine to five plus like you're researching yeah. all this shit and stuff. It's just like it never ends. And that's something that I, I really like respect about, like kind of seeing behind the curtain of like all you guys, just how you hustle or whatever. But uh, I know like a lot of people are just like, Oh yeah, they're just, they're just, they're just having everyone. fun on YouTube or whatever. They don't see the other layers of just like, I mean, I know, and it yeah. is fun. Like yeah. people are like, Oh, your job must be like the best. And I'm like, my job is the best. Like I, I love everything I do. I don't think I've ever worked a job I did work one job. I don't want to like, I don't know if I should say the restaurant because I don't want to like this. Yeah, anyone. you don't have to. But I did work at a, at a restaurant one time where, and I mean, where it was still fun, but it was just so much work that it was like taking away from the experience. And I think why I love serving and why I've loved that industry is because I just love people. So yeah, I love that yeah. I just get to interact with people and I love good food and good drinks. So it's like, you get to bring people an experience that is, you know, a memory that will never happen to them in the same way again. And you get mm. to meet unique and interesting people. Um, but that's the only place I think I've ever worked was this one restaurant, um, this one brew house that I worked at that was not fun um, all the time. It was still some fun. But uh, other than that, every other job I've ever done, I have loved it. And people are like, what do they pay you to like make you love this? And I'm like, no, I just don't go to jobs for like money. I go to jobs that I'm like, this is something I believe in and I, I love it. So it is fun, but it is a grind. And yeah. I think what people don't understand when they see you on YouTube is they just think, oh, you just show up and say some things about comics. And it's like, there's a lot of research that goes into it. There's a lot of, I do a lot of like checking on my stuff to make sure that everything I'm saying so that I can avoid making mistakes. And even then I only have so much time to put into content. So yeah. I still make mistakes because I'm, yeah. I'm a human being. Yeah. Um, and, all, and also like, it's but, just like, and then you're, it's you're not a random your person. Done, your you, work is not done. Yeah. You, you've worked and earned the position too, which I don't think people like sometimes understand when they see certain YouTubers or stuff. It's just like, Oh, this person just plays video oh, games or whatever. Like everyone, they, 
<laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, because everyone feels like they can do it because they're like, oh, I read comics, I play video games, I could make the content, but they don't understand the other elements that go into it. And I mean, maybe they could make the content. I always say to people when they're like, oh, I could do this job. I'm like, oh, you should go do it then. If yeah. you want to do it, like, yeah. like not even, not even like being a, a jerk about it. Like I genuinely mean, if you're like, I could do this, if you want to like, please yeah, make content, live your best life, be happy. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm always encouraging too. And I also notice a pattern too, not to discourage people from starting podcasts or whatever, but I get a lot of people no. asking like how to start up. And sometimes I'll see them do a couple episodes and then they, uh -huh. it hits them how much work there is around it. Work. And it's not just yeah. talking and, uh, and yeah. And then it's just like, I don't see their podcast pop up anymore or whatever. And it's like a crazy cycle. And, um, almost, I feel insane sometimes of how much it takes to get like episodes out but at the same time it's like i don't know if you ever feel like this with what you're doing um mm -hmm. it's almost turned into like this unconscious flow where i'm like i'm supposed to be doing this even though sometimes it's just like it's late at night i'm fucking exhausted i'm putting something together <laughs> editing i'm like oh, oh i wish i could be sleep but there's just something like it's almost like this unconscious force guiding me towards like doing this in a way where yeah, it's like, you're kind yeah. of like enthralled. Like you're like, I have no choice. I must, I must make the art. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean entirely because I've had days where I've, you know, uh, worked for eight hours at this studio or at home working on content and then, uh, finish my day. And then, rolled right into the next thing and made content for, you know, whatever my own, my own channels, my, my Twitch or my YouTube or, uh, like my only fans or whatever I'm doing, mm -hmm. doing organizing shoots, doing, um, videos. And then the, and then it's like, I'm done that. And then I'm like, cool. I have self tapes to do for, you know, films or commercials or whatever. And it's like, I'm so tired. And by the end of the day, I'm like, wow, I just worked for like over 12 hours. And I still have this to do. And I'm just like, okay, let's go. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know how I still have energy for this. Yeah. It has to get done. I filmed the self-tape a while ago, like at midnight uh, a while ago. And I had to like do a whole thing and like dance to music. And like, it was, but it was so much fun. It was so weird how I started it being like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't know if I can do this. And then when I finished it, I was like, so awake <laughs> like it energizes you in a weird yeah, way yeah yeah you find energy reserves that you didn't know existed when you love something yeah i also find like the first step into like any type of project or whatever is always the hardest like you're overthinking it you're the just hardest, tired yeah. but once you get that momentum and i'm totally momentum based it's just like taking that first step it's just like okay then i just snowball and then i turn into an avalanche you know yeah. it's like here we're going we're going and even like uh how sometimes i get yeah. like hung up on planning and then i realize like okay i just need to stop planning and just like do it because i'm trying to distract myself so that i don't have to start i'm procrastinating and mm. i know as soon as i start it's just going to snowball so i just need to go <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Even like, um, I felt like I was having so much momentum with the podcast and, uh, even how we had to reschedule this one. Like I had a little fire in the apartment above me and they were redoing all the electricity yeah! in the house. Oh yeah. Remember that day? Like that, that was the most valid excuse I that had for crazy, a cancellation. Man. I'm like, Amanda, my house is on fire. I can't do the fucking thing. 
but uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like again back to the momentum base it's like so it took a month they did all they redid all the electricity in here it's all safe but it took me like almost like another three weeks to start getting the podcast momentum again too i don't know because it just it came yeah. to such like a halt and it's just like i don't know what it is with me but once it's you like, stop it's really yeah. hard to start back yeah. that is that is totally a thing that i feel as well because i feel like once you stop it's like this defeatist thing that i get where i kind of feel like oh no like how am i gonna catch up is what yeah. i feel like but the weird thing is when especially when you're making your own content there's this weird this is, I think the imposter syndrome as well that comes in where you kind of go like, oh no, like I'm so behind now. How will I ever catch up? And it's like, dude, this is your own, you're your yeah. own boss. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I almost like get too like, far Like there's some guy head. behind you that's like, hurry up. There's yeah. no one there. Like, <laughs> it's just me. It's just my sleep paralysis demon just being like, why haven't you edited that show you were supposed to have? <laughs> There's people on your Patreon. You haven't put anything up in right. two weeks. It's just like, fuck. But, and if people love you, honestly, if people love you and they appreciate your content and there are so many, as much as we, we've talked about the people that, you know, want to critique and all of those things who, like I said, I think are just really lonely. Yeah. Um, there's so many people out there that love and appreciate the content you make. And it's just like, you have to trust that like your stuff is good enough that people will wait for you because they yeah. love what you do and they just want to support you as a, as a creator. And, but it's hard to accept that because you're like, Oh, everyone's thinking that I'm awful when it's like, no one's thinking that you're awful. You're yeah. thinking that you're awful. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Stop that. Yeah. Be you, kind to you. Yeah. Love that's, you. Yeah. Love wins in the end. And it's not just like outward. You got to love yourself inward, which uh, I'm trying, I'm, trying to do more i'm trying to to work on that you know that's uh that's it's hard mean. though man yeah. fuck it's hard it's yeah. hard it's and it's so funny when you even like you know stop something and then you're trying to kick start it again and you're like stuck in this rut and you're like fuck like i feel like i can't start this because i dropped it and now what does it say about me that i dropped it and all these things you get in your head about and mm -hmm. then it's like, even when I, when I have those things, it also is hard to express that because as you as a creator want to say to people, Hey, you know what? You might see me and think, Oh, this person is their shit together. But even I, sometimes I, I'm like, fuck, can I even do this? What am I doing with my life? Is this the right thing? Yeah. Am I good enough? And when I share that too, there's so many people that want to boost you, which is lovely. But I also get people that are like, what are you talking about? You're so great. You can't like feel insecure. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm human. Please. I just need to talk yeah. to somebody right now. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I, I can't feel insecure. And I think everyone does. And yeah, but it is strange. Like even these big celebrities that we see, right? Like it's that, that question of, you know, do people like Idris Elba ever look at themselves and be like, man, I suck. Like, yeah. I'm sure he does that. But it's like, I'm sure if he was like, you know, the other day I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought I hate myself. It's like, people would be like, but you're Idris Elba, you're amazing. And he'd be like, so? I'm yeah. not always amazing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Amanda, I feel like I can talk to you forever. <laughs> I, I don't want to take oh. too much much time of your uh, your little vacay slash work day, but uh, I want to- Vacay work day. Yeah the hustle never stops and that's like that's um just kind of i don't know it just shows like 
you deserve like all these awesome things. And I feel like even though like people like look like you're on like a channel with like a million subscribers and you're just rocking like like you have your fan base, like with, whether it's like gaming, your only fans, all that too. I still feel like this is still like beginning chapters for you. There's just something about your energy and like your attitude. And Thank I feel you. like everything's just going to keep growing and growing. And it, it's cool to kind of catch you in this part of your life. And one thing I love about this, this podcast is like, um, originally I wanted to do like film documentaries too. That's how I learned how to edit and everything. But uh, I realized yeah. like, it takes so much time to do stories that way. And I started falling in love mm. with the podcast medium. And now this is like, I can make these little mini audio documentaries and it takes like one hour to do. And uh, it's wicked. Like, like I mentioned, it's cool to catch you in this stage, this chapter and uh, down the road. I want to, I want to have you on for the next chapter. You know, we keep the story going and uh, yeah, it's just, Thank you. It's just yeah. awesome. I think it's, it's crazy to these little places that we fall into. Like if, you know, 10 years ago, if you had told yourself like, this is what I'm going to be doing, what would you think? Right. And I always think it's so funny. We go on these journeys and we go on these little paths that we never thought would exist. I never thought I would be talking about comics on YouTube um, professionally and that being my job. Uh, but here I am. And the amount of comics that I read daily and the amount of things that I do daily that are just all about fandom is like so much fun. But it's this weird thing of knowing that like, like, like I was saying earlier, like this too shall pass. This is where I am now, but where will I be later? And where have I come from? It's so interesting. And, yeah. but I also think um, personally for myself, like I'm just so grateful that I've had the opportunity to do all these things now. Like, it's so weird being an, an artist because people always want to measure your stuff. Like, what have you been mm. lately? You know, yeah. it's all of this, how many followers you have, all of those things. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm trying to really focus right now being so grateful for the present because I'm like, it doesn't matter if I have a million people following me or if the channel ends up getting 5 million followers or whatever, at the end of the day, I look at all of the stuff I have right now. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like if I went back to me when I was 10 years old, 10 years old, me would have stars in her eyes. And so yeah. as hungry as I am for everything to come, I think it's so great to look at where I am now and be like, thank you everyone for being here because I don't know how I got so lucky to do all this stuff. I feel so <laughs> fortunate. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing and you're good at what you do and yeah, it's going to keep growing and growing and, uh, yeah. Again, thanks for hanging out with me. It's Fingers it's uh, like like I mentioned, we we only we have this small talk once in a while in passing, and sometimes it's deep, sometimes it's like sleep paralysis and shit. But it's it's finally cool to just <laughs> like even when we have like a two minute conversation, we go down there. But um, it's cool to like oh yeah hang out with you for like an hour. You know, this one on one talk. It's uh, I always had a feeling like uh, we'd have like a great conversation. So I'm happy you came on the the show too, and and everything. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for just making this podcast because I have listened to it. Y'all that are listening to it right now or watching on YouTube, like make sure you subscribe and make sure you continue to follow this journey because there's so many good artists that you can find and so many good pieces of art that you can connect with, whether it's music or movies or comedians. There's just so much awesome talent that you've had on the show and so many deep conversations. Like this is the stuff I love because 
it's it like transcends art but also this is what art is i don't know how to describe that yeah it, it everyone like, make like, sure you're following along because this is a fun journey that you're gonna want to join sean for trust uh, me <laughs> thank you amanda yeah and thank you for all your support too i appreciate that as well like i said i'm i'm a fan of you as well <laughs> and uh, it's 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 Works awesome out. yeah but again, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you enjoy your day. But uh, thank you so 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 much, and we'll have you on again, and we'll keep in touch outside of this. Sounds good, and I'm looking forward to when we can actually all interact and hang out. So hopefully that will happen soon. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I hope that you also have the best rest of your weekend. <laughs> yeah. You too, Amanda. Thank you. All right. Ah, what a pleasant hang that was with Amanda. Like I mentioned in the intro, you can follow Amanda everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, at VampX13. And if you want to see your ongoing YouTube magic, subscribe to the page Top 10 Nerd. Ah, such great quality. I'm a big fan of that channel and her work. And we thank Amanda once again for hanging out today. But before we go, we got to thank all you legends on the Patreon. Can't forget about you guys. And actually, Amanda's one of them. So first off, big thanks to you. Also, our co-producer, Jeremy Hopkin of Hopkin Design. Ola Mazuka of Sonic Fold. Ryan Watkins of Ryan Radio. Pat Maloney, Ryan Campbell, Daniel Sun, Drew Stewart, Devin Staple, Mike Ulio, and Francis Copper aka my mom so yeah hope you enjoyed that one um i've been lazy with putting these out but we got a bunch in the backlog and i don't know i'm just so motivated you're gonna be getting a lot of episodes in the next couple of weeks just just saying just saying thanks again everybody and we'll see you soon <laughs>